Hey everyone, this is Mindy Quammen with Ohio Real Title and Ryan Quammen with Ryan NFM Lending. Thanks for coming on, Ryan. Hey, glad to be back. Excited to start off the new year. I know. Happy New Year. 2023. We're ready to go, huh? I know. Didn't miss a beat. Took a <laughs> couple days off there for Christmas and New Year's, but glad to be back. Glad to be game planning for what comes next. And yes. uh, instead of letting this year take a hold of us, we're going to take a hold of the year. Yeah. Yeah. And so excited to get on Coffee Talk today and just talk a little bit about three core areas that we can help realtors move forward and just some things that we've researched. I know you've talked to a lot of realtors this past week. Yeah, yeah, I sure have. Uh, I think for for you and I, you know, the food chain, how it works is, you know, the realtor is really that bulk of how we get our business. So instead of focusing on, it's good to focus on the title side and the lending side, but it's really good to focus on how we help realtors grow. And you're right. We're going to talk about that today. And as the realtors tide, you know, as the realtor tide go up, all the boats go up with it. So excited to give you guys some tips. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what I did, um, Ryan, I sent it over to you a couple days ago. I just went on to, I mean, very basic. I just went to realtor.com. And I just pulled off one of their articles that talked about three critical areas that are important to focus on really with any business. I mean, this could be the lending business, the title business, but also more importantly, the realtor business, since that's who we both service. And uh, the three areas of focus that this realtor.com article, this was uh, written by Nicole Slaughter Graham on December 20th, 2022. And she's basically giving advice to young um, realtors of what they need to do to thrive past the five-year mark. So this is the article that I pulled these ideas from. But I think what our, what we talked about today was kind of being a little bit more just um, talking about these three things and just using this more as a template. Yeah, I like that idea. Uh, you know, you and I, I know over the past week or two, We've been gathering up, um, we've been taking surveys from top, top, top producers in our local areas, um, middle line producers, even some of the new people on some of the things they're doing to grow in the new year or, you know, one tip that they're going to take the year off with. And I think it all kind of ties together. So hit us with the three suggestions and then I say we just dive in and um, just drop some knowledge. Okay, perfect. Sounds good. I apologize to you, Ryan. My phone was ringing and I wanted to make sure. Sorry. Okay. Yep. All right. So back at it here. So yeah. So this article talks about the three critical areas. Um, well, first of all, interesting at the beginning of the article, it talked about how the uh, realtor.com is forecasting a 22.8% increase in the supply of existing homes. So buyers, so consequently buyers will have more choices. Um, but then also, um, NAR thinks that uh, interest rates are going to fall based on the bond market and the job market remaining strong. So those are two, I mean, just a, a short little market update there. Uh, that's exciting. But then also, um, I wanted to just talk about these three areas of focus. Number one being finding new clients. So expanding your network. Number two, converting leads. And number three, capitalizing on your strengths. So let's just jump into the first one. 
about finding new clients. Now, I know you talked to a lot of agents this week and I have your, I have your notes here on my screen. Um, yeah. When we're, when we're finding new clients, what are some things that are important, uh, especially for a newer realtor? Yeah, no, that's a really great question. I have an answer for both new realtors and experienced realtors. Um, to focus on the new realtor side of things, I, I found it funny after asking, you know, 20 or 30 different realtors for advice, what I found was really go back to the basics. And as we all know this and love this, there's no silver bullet to gaining business. There's no, um, the top realtors didn't take a secret path. They're not hiding, uh, you know, tips from you. Really what it is, is, you know, picking up the phone and being diligent with that. So, one of the tips that I would say for newer realtors is if you make 10 calls a day, doesn't have to be at a certain time, doesn't have to be morning, noon, night, five of those calls are going to go towards people you know, five of those calls are going to go towards people you don't know. And I'm not talking to chat up a storm with uh, your best friend. I'm talking making these conversations count and someone who could potentially refer you a deal. Um, that would be for the newer realtors. If you are experienced gaining new leads, the first place I would start is calling those clients who you had a five-star experience with and talking with them because those raving fans, I don't know the stat, you might know the stat on this. One person has a, a circle of, I don't know the exact number, but it was one person has a connection to a certain amount of people. And when you hit your five-star deal, let's say equals 20 of them, 15 were really good. That's 15 times however many people they know. Mm -hmm. um, I hate to say back to basics, but I mean, it's really what it is. There's no silver bullet or secret to gaining new leads. Mm -hmm. Picking up the phone. That's number one. Now we have a lot more to cover, but okay. short answer is that. <laughs> but I want to go back to the best friend thing that you said earlier about that doesn't mean chatting up with your best friend. I, I want to talk about the best friend thing. Because when you have friends out there, whether they're neighbors or people you go to church sure. with or people that you do a hobby with or people that you know through family, friends or whatever, everyone knows someone that's buying or selling a house and everybody wants to have their realtor in their back pocket that knows their neighborhood. I mean, sure. th like think of just our neighborhood parties at Christmas parties that we go to. We see those people you know, once a year. And I mean, I know at the one that I was just at next door this past year, I, uh, I was talking quite a bit about the real estate in our neighborhood. And I'm not even, I mean, well, I am a realtor. <laughs> I have my license and inactive status. My point is people love talking about real estate. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also, here's a tip for the newbies and the old schoolers. When you talk about real estate, it's, it has an effect. Um, they call it the new car effect. If you've heard it, if you haven't, it's really simple. When you buy a new car and drive it off the lot, all of a sudden you notice how many people are actually driving your same car. Yeah. For me, I was like, man, there's a lot of Honda Civics on the road. I drove my Honda Civic off the lot and I started to realize these Honda Civics. So point of that is when you have these real estate conversations, um, Hey, I'm a realtor, you know, I just want to chat with you. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to sell you right now, but I want to let you know I'm a realtor. And if you see someone or hear someone or talk to someone, it has the new car effect on those people. 
So all these conversations, even though they might seem like they go void in some days versus others, they'll start to notice and it'll pay off. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. So moral of the story, when, when you're talking to that best friend, remind them of what you do for a living because they just see you in the friend zone. And if you remind them, Hey, I'm trying to build my business. Will you please refer me or do you know of anyone that's buying or selling? Because you just never know where your next deal is going to come from. You never know. That's true. Yeah. So expand your network. Number one, find new clients. Yeah. Number two, convert leads. Convert leads. All right. So first of all, if you're going to convert a lead, you have to have a quality lead first off. So let's just, let's just be reminded of that. So quality leads. So what that makes me think of, if I was selling real estate right now, it would be to people that are needing to downsize people that are in, have a growing family, people that have a job change. Those would be qualified leads, but then it's talking about converting them. So well, I, yeah, tell me your thoughts. No, no. And my two cents on that is sometimes uh, you can't always control the quality of the lead. You can do, you can make efforts to fish in different ponds versus others. When I say fish in different ponds, I mean, you will fish in going to a networking event rather than spending $50 on a New Zilla lead, right? So you can make efforts to find more high quality leads. However, when you're actually converting it, I think, I think what it comes down to is your process of the sale, right? And when you're converting them on why, you know, giving value propositions of why you should use me to list your house over Susie Q or Johnny Realtor, that sale and converting is, um, I really think, refining down your process of sales. Um, do you want to expand on that? Well, I mean, when you say refining the process of the sale, for me, I guess it, I guess it's just really when you meet someone that would be a good prospect for um, a change in, in their housing needs, it would be asking them the questions. So being a little bit courageous and being bold and saying, Hey, I see that both your kids are in college. Are you looking to downsize? Hey, I see that you're expecting another child in your home. How does that work out? Are you thinking you need a larger home? Hey, you know, I see that you have a job change and that you're driving 40 minutes to work. Would you like a property closer to your house? And then asking for that business. If in the event that you decide to buy or sell, can I be your realtor of choice? I mean, just because you're someone's friend or just because you live in the neighborhood with someone doesn't necessarily mean they're going to give you the business, whether it's title lending or real estate or, or a realtor, you know? Yeah. I think that is, that definitely has to do with getting the lead. So that definitely has to do with the first point, being yeah. courageous, talking to whoever. Um, yeah. I think actually converting, I think steps you can take in that is, if you have a choice, and this is a silly example, but if you have a choice to do an in-person meeting over a Zoom call, yeah, I think that conversion is going to be much higher. Yeah. And really, at the end of the day, if you're converting eight out of 10 leads, yes. instead of um, talking to 20 different people, your conversion's higher, you do less work, even with less leads. Oh, I see what you're saying. So you see what I'm saying? So like in this yeah. market, it would make more sense if you're on conversion of the leads to strive to do in-person meetings, to pay attention to the details. If there's a drink that you know your bar likes, like a coffee, have that waiting for them 
when um, when you meet them. So yeah. if you go to a listing appointment, text them, what's your favorite coffee I can get you? Those are the details that will help convert once you have the lead. Now, I see what you're saying. Getting the lead is a big issue, being courageous and all that. But once you have it in the door, you don't want it to be. Love it. You want to convert. That's awesome. Yep. Okay. Number three, capitalize on your strength. You are the constant in your business. That's what the article said that I read. You yeah. are the constant in your business. Capitalize on your strengths. Well, uh, you know, some people don't even know their strengths. So there's always okay. that personality profile or Enneagram or I don't know the Enneagram thing. I know the disc thing. Yeah. Whatever. What like I guess if you don't know your strengths, first of all, you have to know what they are, right? I think yeah, I think a good way to discover what your strengths are, and this is really simple, this is really base level, is what are you good at? Right? What are you good at? Um, for me, I find myself to be a better communicator than a detailed person, right? A little look into my life. Um, <laughs> if you find yourself to be a better um, detailed person, you know, what that looks like is maybe really preparing a full spread when you go to a listing appointment mm -hmm. have every single um you know i dotted and t crossed whereas yeah. me if i'm focusing on my strengths i might focus on the communication aspect of you know showing up the body language of it and it's, that's not to say you should do one or the other but i know what i'm good at and that's a good way to start finding your strengths finding what you're good at um tell me more about the body language and reading people what why is that helpful well, a strength for me, I feel, is communication. And uh, communicating isn't just what you say. Because if it was what you say, I would only be selling over the phone. Because that's easier, it's more convenient. And I don't have to get up, I don't have to get dressed, I don't have to do my hair. But communication is so much more than just what you say. So even a video is better than a phone call. Mm -hmm. But seeing someone in person, seeing how they stand, seeing how they dress, um, shaking their hand. These are all signs that you can see. And from a seller's perspective, you can analyze if your, you know, listing or your new potential buyer is nervous, is anxious just by what they're doing. So I think, you know, if communication is your thing, definitely strive to meet a person. You're not going to convert as high over the phone. That makes sense. Yeah. And, and I guess the other thing that strikes me, like when I'm thinking of realtors in particular, so many realtors are good communicators. I mean, I just met with right. one this morning. She's only been in the business a year, but she, I mean, the minute I walked in that coffee shop, she made me feel so warm and so good. Like she's just, she was so kind. And so, so many agents really naturally are great communicators. And, right. but, but, you know, I think, I think like you said, though, to take it one step further, know your strengths, but then also don't be doing your weaknesses. Right. So, right. you know, you see a bit uh, in back in the day when I first got my real estate license, there was no such thing as a transaction coordinator. Now, agents are using transaction coordinators all the time on their deals. Why? Right. Like you mentioned, the details, you know, you don't love details. Well, neither do a lot of agents. I mean, so I guess I would say too, know your strengths, but also don't be focused on your weaknesses and find people that can help you if you, if you can afford that in your business, you know, and usually it's just a per transaction fee. So keeping those things in mind too, to 
do uh, be spending your time where you can get the most bang for your buck in terms of your um, strengths, talents, and abilities, right. but then also trying to figure out ways to like, you know, if someone's a really good communicator, they shouldn't be spending a ton of time on a brochure or something. So, you know what I mean? Right. Maybe you, right. maybe you hire that out to some, I don't know, person that is good at it, whoever right. that is in your right. life. Yeah. So just that piece of it too. Um, and, and then this article also said, and I love this because I used to be a runner at the end of the article it said, play the long game. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Balance your business. Right. I love that because I see that a lot in this business where they're, where realtors, independent contractors, and they're not super balanced. And in order to be successful long-term, you have to have things in place that are going to make you successful long-term. Have you, have, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I sure do. And this will be a shameless plug. Um, yeah. Getting your life and business in order starts with plan, right? <laughs> um, there is no better time than January 5th, which is today, <laughs> to plan year 2023. Love it. You guys, I, I can't say this enough. And here's the shameless plug. I, I have a super simple one-page business plan that I've been covering with my realtors. did one yesterday. I did one the day before. And it takes no more than 30 minutes. I would love to sit down with you. Getting yourself in order, organizing your business is crucial, and that starts with a plan. Mm -hmm. So shameless plug there, but exactly right. You have to get in order in order to improve. You can't improve upon what you don't track. Well, if I was planning to run a marathon this year, let's just say for – for conversation's sake, what's the, I mean, or if you were going to plan to run a marathon, what's the first thing you do? I mean, for me, I would look up a training schedule. I wouldn't know how to run a marathon. You know, I would need to train and I would need to prepare and I would need to make sure I'm drinking the proper water amounts and all those. I've never run a marathon, so I'm not speaking from experience, but I just know people that have they, they learn the blueprint of, of the track and they, you know, try and analyze what, what, what shoes they would need and all those types of things. I don't even know really what goes into planning for a marathon, but, but I mean, the analogy is good in that same with your real estate business. Right. I mean, so I don't know. Yeah, no, that's really good. Uh, you have to plan backwards. You have to plan for your future. Planning backwards is finding the end goal. The end goal is 26 miles of a run. You have to plan backwards and literally plan what you're going to do every single day in order to make that goal happen on a certain timely uh, manner. So that's what I would have to say. Yeah. Not bad. Really good, Ryan. Ry. Thanks for your time. Ryan Quammen, thanks for your time. And uh, just appreciate getting on here and talking through things. And so... Why don't you give a shameless uh, plug about you and your business real quick so that people know um, where they can reach you and why? Yeah, before we get out of here, um, Morris Lender, located in Columbus, Ohio. I strictly do residential purchases and refinances. Mm -hmm. I've been in the game, feels like forever, but going on my third year now. So, um, you know, seen just enough of a few different markets to uh, be dangerous now. So <laughs> still have a lot to learn. Yes. And 
So any other final thoughts on our coffee talk today? Looking forward to next time. I think, uh, you know, this year we're going to bring a lot of value to realtors um, just through these talks, right? I mean, as much as I love um, chatting, it's not really for us, right? It's supposed to be uh, value driven for realtors and for uh, people in the industry. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you have any additional questions or follow up, the numbers are on the screen or, um, you know, you can reach us. Our arms are open. Our doors are open. We're happy to help whatever yeah. way we can. Yeah. And for those people that maybe are just tuning in or aren't familiar with us or me for that matter, I mean, all of these um, videos are posted on YouTube. So they're all in one location. So if there's one thing that we talk about that you're interested, if we've already spoken of, you just type it in the search screen and you can watch that episode. All right, Ryan, thank you so much. Thank you um, to Coffee Talk watchers out there. I'm Mindy Quammen. I'm with Ohio Real Title. If you have not used Ohio Real Title, I highly recommend that you do. And if you have not used MFM Lending, um, definitely um, keep us in mind. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next Thursday at 2.30. Bye, Ryan. Yeah.